Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. All of us here, young, 99.8% single. And when I mean single, not married. So here's the thing. Why are you, what, you're single. I know, see, I not insult anybody. Oh God, why? It's not a shade. See, you, you need to redeem your it's mind. I'm serious. It's beautiful to be single in Christ. Why am I single? That's why we're doing Let's Make You Work now. Oh, let, let me just finish. Yeah. Okay. Please, we have first time. So, um, we're doing Let's Make It Work, and this is the third series, third episode in um, the series this year. But like I said, we are doing it for the sake of everybody. Amen. Since <laughs> some people are offended, like I don't get. Um, but it's basically our series on relationships, sex, marriage, and God. And um, Eva spoke first episode. She preached on Till I Love Like You Do. And last week, I preached on um, a love worth fighting for. And today, we are going to be doing a topic called wholeness. Amen. Yeah. Tell yourself, wholeness. 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 Amen. So it's going to be just short. I just want to give like a preamble. Just introduce it. And straight into Q&A. So um, I don't know. Sharon, can you, can you guys give Sharon another mic for um, people in... crowd or <laughs> so what have you been calling okay so just just stay behind and when it's time all right um amen so one house so just and it's very good because you guys are actually kind of introducing the topic there's this thing in our culture where it feels like you are only complete when you're married. And I see culture, not, it's not just in the Western culture, it's, it's even in our traditional culture. Like it is preached explicitly, implicitly in our movies, in our homes. You know, they tell us, uh, you just see this, you finished uni, you've gotten your bachelor's, you've gotten your master's, you've served, you've gotten a job. Then the next thing is what they want. If it's a guy, they want the guy to what? Settle down. I've found that thing funny. Like, what are you? Like, he has been restless. Do you understand? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, like he needs to calm down. And in a way, it's kind of true because most of my married friends now are putting on weight. I'm not going to call names, but I'm not saying. You guys need to calm down. Like, I did not even call anybody's name. <laughs> oh, well, God. most of my married friends. <laughs> yeah, and it's a good thing. Anybody that knows me from pre-October 2018 will thank God for my life. Do you understand? Oh, God, please, this is spiritual. Please, what's wrong with you? Anyway, 
that's that's talk of being complete. I, I find it disturbing, to be honest, because we have people that think being in a relationship or being married will complete them. How many of us have seen Jerry Maguire, uh, Tom, Tom Hanks? There's this famous scene where he's talking to, I think, his babe, and he's telling her, you complete me. And it's one of the most famous lines in in movies, and people actually use it and use it and use it. But it is calm, to be honest, yeah. Nobody can complete you. Amen? Amen. I know some of you told somebody that two weeks ago. (laughs) By the end of this debate, (laughs) hopefully we'll be able to convince and not confuse you that no human being can complete you but God himself. Amen. Amen. Who is clapping too much? Hallelujah. Nobody can complete you. It is a lie of the devil. It's a lie culture preaches. Do not believe it. You are not half. You are not 90%. Like, why would you want to put the burden... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, she's not your missing. Anyway, why would you want to put the burden of completing your life on another human being? That he or she is also, is it incomplete or incomplete? <laughs> is it incomplete, right? Then why do we say uncompleted building? It's Nigeria, it's not me. <laughs> they are both correct, so. anyway why would you want to put that kind of burden on someone else do you get every they are dealing with their own issues then you're you you're you you just think almost after my vows now i am complete it's it's a lie it ask ask people that have been married for years they'll tell you that that that's a lie so what we are hoping we'll do is with what if I preached two weeks ago, um, what, I, what I preached last Sunday, and this talk, and hopefully um, crowning it on Sunday with Eva's parents, is that we will be able to, I want people that, I don't want you to burden yourself and go through life just feeling like marriage is another accomplishment or it's another achievement or... Um, I don't know if you guys get what I'm saying, but like, you are whole in Christ Jesus. You are complete. Amen. Amen. That's what I want every person in our house, this house, to know. You are complete in Christ Jesus. Last week when we started Pray Forward, we read from 1 Thessalonians 5 that Jesus, um, Paul was saying that God himself will complete what he started in us. He said, um, Paul says, he will thoroughly complete. That's the, the Passion Translation. He will thoroughly complete what God has already started in us. So your vision, if you think you need a woman or a man to <laughs> um, fulfill your purpose in life, it's a lie. If you think 
if you if it, if it's about children, you can adopt. Please go quiet. If it's about well, <laughs> so here's the thing about what you guys are laughing at. Paul says that the man that cannot keep himself should hurry up and get married. Do you understand? So, basically, marriage is for people that cannot keep themselves. <laughs> Baby, you're my side. Though. I'm, I'm kind of joking. Kind of. But, um, you know, actually just quoting Paul. Like, um, he says, the young man that cannot keep himself, or um, I can't remember verbatim, but I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. But he should, <laughs> did he say maiden? He didn't say maiden. But he should get married. Basically, what I'm saying, forget the jokes and everything, that we can live complete lives in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So we're going to go straight into the Q&A. But if I would just say something, if you have your questions, can you just raise your hand so that we just go straight into it? And please, no holds bad. That's what they're talking about. I think bard, bard. No, nothing like shoot questions. If you cannot, if you feel shy, tear out a piece of paper. If you have my number, okay, no, don't text me. It's be, I don't want weird questions in my phone. Um, just raise your hand. Sharon will meet you. Sharon is behind and we'll go straight into it. Praise God. So, um, I think at the end of the question and answer, I will also share something. But I wanted to say that God is such an excellent God that he couldn't have made anything that was less than perfect. And if God could make every other thing on earth perfectly, and then he made you in his image and likeness, then you should know that is a lie that if anyone tells you that you're not complete. Because when God finished making, he said, and he looked upon it, and it was good, and he rested. Do you understand? So um, there's nothing in this world that can satisfy you. There's nothing else in this world that can complete you because you're already complete. Um, I was teaching um, some children today about the salvation and how we know when the trumpet sounds, we are not supposed to be scared. We are, all, we are actually supposed to be very excited. And um, I give them this analogy that if you were placed in a very messy room, like there's poop on the room, people just come and throw dirty stuff in the room and you are there, and I tell you that, okay, I'm coming to rescue you, and when you hear this sound, know that I'm coming for you, right? If you're in that room, you'll be eagerly expecting the sound, right? So when you hear the sound, you know that I'm coming for you. You'll be excited that I'm going to finally get out of this, you know, messy room. That's what the trumpet is. And the, re the reason why I brought this illustration is because they had an idea of fear because the systems of this world has been so fueled by the nature of sin that our thoughts and ideas have become twisted from what God's original plan is. Do you understand what I mean? So God's coming back for us is something that ought to be good. 
But because of the things, the systems of this world, it has replaced that coming with fear. So we are now comfortable living in the dirt because we are afraid of the coming of our Father. Do you understand that? So when God has already, because God told us that a trumpet will sound to announce his coming, he told us. So it's just like if you're in school and at the end of school, you're going to go home. And if you hear the horn of your mother's car at the end of school, are you going to be surprised that you're hearing it? You're just going to be excited to get into the car and go home. So the reason why I mention this is because we have stayed here too long that it has begun to affect what God has already told us about who we are. And our, our heart beats for us remembering what we were told with the intention that we were told it, with the perception that we ought to see it, and with the heart that we ought to receive it. Amen. Amen. All right, Q&A. Wow. What? Anything. Ask. Let's, let's go into it. Let's, someone is, okay. Praise yes, you tell Lord. us your name. No need, from, no, need the for, Lord. no need for status. Praise yeah. the Lord. My name is John Peter. <laughs> um, actually, I was asked this question by a Muslim. That's why I want to bring it out. Um, we were in the discussion and she asked me a question that, you know, ladies are, she said ladies are more than men in the world, basically. And she was saying, that I, I told her actually that a Christian can marry only one wife. And when you marry a wife and you divorce, she cannot go and marry another husband and you cannot go and marry another wife. Unless death do you part. If she died, then you can go. If not, it's, it's um, what do you call it? Fornication or adultery you are doing. So I now told her, she now asked me a question that if there are four, there are, there are many girls more than men, then how would the other ladies do. I was trying to tell her that I was trying to tell her that God created every man for a lady. Trying to explain all those things for her. But every man has his own wife. Every man has his own wife. That's what I was trying to explain to her. But why I'm bringing this question is that most of us may have our friends or may have some Muslim that can ask, you, ask us such kind of question in a place. Then how do we answer this kind of question? Okay. Um, first of all, I've learned that in answering people, it is better to answer the reason why they are asking the question, maybe not necessarily the question itself. So some people ask that question because they want to justify infidelity or they want to justify having side chicks. After all, we are helping the humanity and we are rescuing women. So I have I've not really seen a proper statistics that has said that they did census and women were more than men. Because we've had, I know a family that the mom had seven boys. So, and my own family, we already have four girls. So if you are supposed to use that to measure, what will happen to the boys? Why can't we marry four men? You understand? But 
<laughs> but Jesus has, God has made it clear to us that it's one man to one wife. He who desires to be a bishop in 2 Timothy says that you must be a husband to one wife. There are so many references in scripture. But I'm going to say this. Um, I am married, obviously. I cannot imagine what I share with my husband, he will share with someone else. No, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, you're married, but you share the most intimate part of yourself with somebody else. Except you don't really want to be married the way God wants you to. So you just want a wife to be at home cooking and then just having children up and down. And then when you're bored, there's, there's a station at home to tune to. So you can have four stations. Today you're talking to wife one. Tomorrow is wife two. Do you understand what I mean? So when, when God says that one man to one wife, there's a reason he said so. It's not just because, oh, I'm God. I want to make rules. No, because he intended for us to show how he and the Holy Spirit and Jesus can remain one forever. So if you now decide that you cannot remain one with one person, are you showing that God can be infidel? Okay, also, um, like she said, when, when we are answering questions, you are not just answering the question, you are answering the questioner. So um, that's one thing we must realize. So for a Muslim, so first, they don't understand the concept of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ Jesus. But we, we know that because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ Jesus, there is something now called the church, right? And we now see in scripture that the church is what? The bride of Christ. So um, in a way, that's, it's, a, it's a very good evangelistic uh, um, opportunity, actually, to introduce Jesus and resurrection, do you understand? Then the concept of the bride. So you could have, um, or you could start by saying, look, for us, the reason we cannot do one man, four wives is because marriage is sacred. And why is it sacred? Because marriage here on earth should mirror um, marriage between Christ and his bride. And for us, we understand that the bride of Christ is his church, the gathering of the saints, the assembly of the saints. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, and you tell her the church, the saints are the ones that have been baptized into the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ Jesus. And you trust that the Holy Spirit is able to, uh, um, you know, bring her into the faith. But like I said, because there's, there's actually very few people you explain this thing to. And like, if they are not in the faith and the Holy Spirit is not opening their eyes to see they won't, they won't get it because not even Muslims now, like naturalists or some, yeah, some existentialists will say, um, what's this thing? Monogamy is an invention of man, right? One man, one wife is an invention of man that we invented it. That is the, it's religious bodies that are, um, religious organizations that invented it. Do you get? And it's because they want to justify something that 
we are free to <laughs> live and sleep with whoever, wherever, whenever. And um, for us, we know that's not true. So I don't know if that answers the question, though. But um, I think just know if this person is not in, in the faith, this is the way to explain it. And you trust that the Holy Spirit will help that person. Amen. But anyway, okay. That's it. Any other person, please? Let's go. Let's, let's, you're at home here. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Where is your answer? Oh, okay. Um, how much of your parents' opinions should you let influence your decision to marry someone? Who? Harold. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Eval me. Okay, let me just answer for myself. Um, how much of my parents' opinions? So I actually admired my dad for a plateau man that went to marry from Delta State. I thought it was dope, do you understand? Because I'm here. <laughs> so, um, I, for some reason, what's, what's happening? Okay. Oh, so my tribe, which is called um, Angas in Plateau State, Yes, we are not, not everybody in the North is Hausa. So you guys should know that. Um, my tribe, almost every fine girl I knew was my cousin. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm serious. So I'll be like, whoa, I went to this. <laughs> I'll be like, daddy, I went to this wedding. I saw this girl though, like how far, do you know? Okay, like, hey, what's her surname? Like, oh, she's, she's your grandmother's cousin. It's like, what is that now? So I just I grew, I just knew that make a, I'll go just X every anger's babe. Do you understand? So um, God was casting out every imagination. Yeah. <laughs> but and Idoma girls are really fine, so you understand. So um, <laughs> yeah, so my, my father because he was somewhat of a rebel because um he married because of who he married you know it you know you know how it was for our parents generation to marry outside your tribe or your state it was kind of not really um popular so i actually loved that and i loved experiencing um the isoko culture which my mom is from delta state so I just kind of knew I was going to my, and he never like say you must marry from my sister. Actually, married to an Idoma man as well. Yeah. How much of your parents' opinions? Okay. Um. For me, my parents have very great opinions, so like I actually cherish their opinions if they choose to give it. And they have warned all of us that they are not our Holy Spirit. So they did not, they had no hand in my choice at all. They had no comments. No, as in, my sister was dating a guy that my mom, my mom's very spiritual. So my sister was dating a guy that my mom knew that they would not end up together. But she never told her. And when we asked later why, she said she needed my sister to be close enough to the Holy Spirit to hear for herself. So, yeah, my, 
Even me, I beg for their opinion, but they don't give it. So, so um, in answering the question, um, I know some of us are from cultures and from homes where we must marry not just the same tribe, but literally the same village, you know. Um, we were speaking to a friend actually on Sunday, and this is what we told her. Stay in the place of prayer, especially, like, it's not a hard and pastoral, like, don't listen to your parents or something. You could, God could make it that you end up loving the person or something, you understand? But here's the thing, stay in the place of prayer. If you're sure you're not supposed, you don't want to be with the person that they have proposed um, to you or for you, Stay in the place of prayer. I've seen it work. Don't don't fight because, especially if they are Christians, you know, sometimes they may quote, you must honor your father and your mom. But like, just say, okay, give me time. Stay in the place of prayer. Just stay in the place of prayer. It's so, so important because you're going to be committing to somebody to spend the rest of your life with that person. And I told you guys what I heard from Larry Olushola. He said that seven out of ten Nigerian marriages are separated. So you, we will have people that are married, but are separated. So um, that would be my advice to any person that is facing that here. Start now. Go on your knees. Lock yourself in your room and stay in the place of prayer for the Holy Spirit to stir the hearts of your parents. Yes, man like Jake. Good evening, everybody. Um. My question is, is the concept of the one a scriptural concept? And I'm not, I'm, I want to assume everybody knows what I'm talking about, but I'll still explain. Gently. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Cannot. Have you watched it? But, um, it was a good movie, yeah. Um, so I've heard people... Um, explain the concept somewhat like this um, to give it some scriptural context. So God has um, an intention for you in everything, relationships included, marriage included. So he has a plan. He has someone that he has purposed or um, pretty, I don't like using that word, but purposed for you to be with. Um, the problem, pe people's usual problem with that um, concept is that, oh, does that mean if I don't get find that person or if we never cross paths, then what does that mean, you know? So um, I just want to know if the concept, first of all, is even scriptural. Then we can move from there. So okay. there's a story in the Old Testament where I think um, some, I think they were from the tribe of, No, not like the tribe. They were from um, they were from a particular tribe, and I think their husbands had died in war or something. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? And they went to meet, was it Joshua or Moses? And like, look, we have all this land that we've inherited, but we have no husbands. And the rule, I can't remember if it was Moses or Joshua, and he said, go and marry from your tribe. Moses, right? He said, go and marry from your tribe. That was the rule. So, what's translating that into the new covenant, now into um, grace dispensation, is 
what what do you mean marrying from your tribe will be marrying from the faith if i preach this on sunday okay you're not around on sunday if i preach this two weeks ago when she preached i preached this as well there's nothing like the one her parents will say you can marry anybody that is a christian that has the holy spirit you can marry anybody in fact her father will say stuff like you only need nine people at the wedding yeah, we'll go into that later, but we're talking about gently. <laughs> we're talking about the one. There is no such thing as the one. The only rule is to marry from the faith, and that is tr the tribe of believers. That is the only rule. Because if you say there is the one, so if someone makes the mistake and marries your own wife, so there will be this domino effect do you understand? And yeah, so <laughs> what do <Dusa, laughs> let me tell you what Jesus said? Jesus said that the married woman will see <laughs> another married husband, your heart will start beating. <laughs> uh, wow. Anyway, but if I don't say something like that. Okay, so um God has a purpose for every marriage. Um but God is also um, not putting a box that it must be two people to fulfill that purpose. So it could it's a purpose. The purpose will not change, but the people can. God's will will be done. Do you understand? So if this the one did not answer you, eh? I don't, you know, will rise up. The stone that the builders rejected. Do you understand? can become the cornerstone. So um, what, what I would just say is that um, if God has recommended someone to you, don't now insist. So what, what happens uh, is that when you go to the motor park, there are so many transport agencies that are going to the same place that you want to go. There's God is good, there's Chisco, there's the young. Do you understand? If you enter any of them, you are going to get to your destination. But what makes you choose the transport agency you will use are different characteristics that they have. They are USP. So I like ABC because they don't pass a certain speed limit. I like God is good because they have AC. Their AC has good smell. I like the young because they reach on time. Do you understand? So... That's what you look out for when you, when you meet a believer. So in as much as it's true, you can marry any believer. You are going to look for a believer that shares the ideas and the beliefs that you share, the values that you hold there, the things that are priority to you. So for instance, going, going to a church, we had to sit down and say, what, do we, what are we both looking for in a church that we can attend? Do you understand what I mean? What if I say I want to go to white garment? I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that white garment is like a bachelor. It's like, that's my own value. And he doesn't agree with it. You know, we will have a problem at home. Or I say all my children must go to primary school abroad. And he doesn't believe that. That's a problem. So when you are dating, when you see, before you even start dating, when you see, when you want to start dating, or you want to enter a relationship, first of all, be whole in yourself. Know what your values are. 
Know what your priorities are. Don't major on the minor and minor on the major. Don't say, I'm looking for tall, dark, and handsome, but you don't even know what your values are on gender equality. Do you understand? So when, what, what if, for instance, I, I, I'm strong on gender equality and I marry someone who is in, um, is my son. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? We will both be speaking in tongues, but we'll be fighting at night. You understand what I mean? Hello. Uh, I, hello, hello, testing. Okay. I just wanted to ask a question real quick. Uh, I, this microphone hates me. Okay, I may not make much sense, but I hope that you'll understand this. So <clears throat> let's say you meet someone and you get married to them. They have all the values that you have, whatever, blah, 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 yada, yada. But somewhere down the line, they just start to change from the person that they were. And eventually you both become, what's that word? Uncompatible, incompatible? Incompatible? English is not my strong language. So you become incompatible and you it forces you to get a divorce. And then you meet another person who is even better than that person, has more better qualities than that person, whatever, whatever. Like, what do you, wait, why are y'all attacking me? I'm asking a question right now. <laughs> so what, is, what do you think of that? Like, what's your answer to that? Que hello, to that question? Okay. Um... First of all, they are not attacking you. I think everybody has an opinion they are sharing with their neighbors. Um, so this is what I'll say to you. As a believer, we believe that when God does something for you, it's good. We don't question it. We know it. So if you were certain that God had endorsed that marriage, you stay and make it work. There's nothing like... You, you people are born again. You have the spirit of God. You share the same values and you are incompatible. What happened? You, you need to ask. So before, see, your mindset will be different, ba, when you believe in your heart that you meant it when you said, till death do me part. When you believe you have an option, you are quick to take it. When you believe that we die here, you will, you will, have you, has anybody here had a headache that you dismissed because you were like, it's not that serious. If I just, if I have to sleep, I just, right? But there's one. <laughs> 2 a.m., you'll be looking for pharmacy. You, you will find, one must be open that night. You will call everybody. You will do all that you can to do to ensure, because you cannot say, let me cut my head and throw it away. I will just go tomorrow to next and buy a new head. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? So, for instance, like, if the person has the spirit of God, you will pray until that spirit of God changes the person. See, you will endure. You will stay there. And you accept me, for instance, the only reason I would say, okay, stand up and leave the house is if there's a physical, like, there's physical abuse. Do you understand? I cannot tell you you should stay there and die. Do you understand what I mean? But, like, my own thoughts on that are very, like, let's not even say it in public because before knives will start flying. Do you understand what I mean? But as believers, let me tell you something. You are carrying the image of the Godhead. 
if you can show the world that it's easy to just get a divorce and move on, you are showing them that God is not consistent. He can't stay. That the day you mess up before God, God can leave you and move on. You need to always have that at the back of mind that I am carrying the name of God and everything I do. How many of you have done something? They say, all oh, you Christians. Why didn't they just call your name? All you, Jennifer. No. But because we carry a... <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm... Yeah. But do you understand what I mean? You see, when you have a business and things are not working, do you throw the business away? If that's your only source of income, like that's your only survival, you've built the business. It has been running for 15 years solid, and something happens, the only reason you will file for bankruptcy is if you have done everything and there's nothing else to do, you will now file. Am I right? Yeah. But if it's marriage, you just pick up and leave because one 20% out there is flashing 20 for you. You drop 80. You go and start the work from 100. You, from 20, you reach 60 you now realize that the rest, you know, like when they are selling things for you, the one up is the big one, then the others down. Exactly. You now find out, you now be like, why do you think the people who have had a divorce, they are more likely to have more divorces? So you see, I've been four marriages, five marriages. I'm just like, Echo Shell. So I can share this testimony um, because um, they actually shared it at um, the event last week. So Eva's um, former pastors, um, they are actually our pastors as well. Um, Apostle Yemi Adifarasin and his wife, um, Sharon Adifarasin. They were sharing their testimony about how, not I think this year or last year, and they're in their 60s and they've been married for years, how they had to settle. This is our pastors, and I'm calling Apostle. Like, she had to, she said she took him for a retreat so that they could settle stuff around their marriage. Like, we need to deal with this thing. And they dealt with it that weekend. But here's the thing. He also said that, look, him here said that if she's leaving him, where she's going, he will follow her. That's the mindset I want us to have. So here's the thing. People will change. You know? People will change. That's, that's the truth. Where, and that's why we're doing this series. We're not doing how to get married. or the, We're saying let's make it work. We need to understand that it's work. And this particular topic, wholeness, that you must be secure in you, the identity of who you are and whose you are first. So going into a covenant with a woman and saying till death do us part because we want our lives and this marriage to mirror um, and to resemble that of Christ and his bride, that it's death till death do us part. So you have to know that trouble will come, challenges will come. Do you understand? You have to set your hearts in such a way that you have to know you have to work through that process. This is like we, we don't fight, our fights, if you see us, you laugh at us, to be honest. But we've talked about when. Challenges come. How do we um, attack it? If none of us are willing to talk to them, who do we go to? So we have all these checks 
um, accountability people that we, we look up to that answer to us that can make us come back to our senses. Do you understand? So that idea of meeting a better person, you meet another better person. You meet a younger person in your eyes that you may feel the person is finer. It will, it, that's how it will just keep going. The man that had a thousand partners, King Solomon, told us, see, the book of Ecclesiastes is depressing because, no, think about it. This man had everything. Experience pleasures. Then he comes and says, life is meaningless. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that is the extreme. And that's what the world will try and tell us that, look, it's all about you. Me, 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 me. So if you're not happy, you get out of there. Do you understand? Counsel the person, counsel husband, counsel wife, counsel children, counsel marriage. It's the reality we are living in, Cheryl. I'm, we're speaking to Christians here. So I think that's the heart we should go into knowing um, where we are going. Sorry, and I think that knowing this site will make you very careful about going in. Has anybody, when you attend weddings, do you pay attention to the vows? <laughs> Small jobs. When you, when you pay attention to the vows, and then you know that you are making those vows before God. When I go to weddings, I, one of the reasons I'm not hurry, in a hurry to marry is I like church weddings more than reception. I just like the, oh, oh my God. So when I started actually paying attention to the vows, I was not in a hurry now. Why? Why? What are we rushing to say this thing? No, let's wait. Yeah, we can wait. We are okay. Because the Bible says, do not, make, do not be in haste to make a vow. It's written in scripture. Because God will hold you to your words. You know, it's not Mopo, God, <laughs> that sees the end from the beginning and you cannot dodge him. David said, even in hell, you are there. <laughs> you can't, you can't. And he said he will hold you to your word. Just be careful. Yeah, that's why we're doing this, like, it's a journey you have to be whole in yourself and i want you to understand something like i hope every person that's if you desire to get married i hope all of us yeah and i'm just saying it because not some people may form apostle paul if you desire to get married and you know that that's something you want to go into i really hope you you are praying right now because you cannot just be building yourself so that Someone from somewhere will just come and make you less than what God has already. Do you understand what I'm saying? The journey is to completeness. Completeness. Is it what? To wholeness. So, you, you, you need to start now. You need to start now. Yeah, please, we'd like to answer more questions. Yes, please. When you're done, just pass it to the lady behind you. It's no thanks. 
Um, so you're talking a lot about wholeness and like being whole on your own. So for someone that wants to get there, can you share a little bit more about how to start the journey? Yes. Okay. So first, and I'm speaking to believers, right? It starts with Jesus and it ends with him. So our faith walk, which is what it is, a faith walk, it's a journey. It's from faith to faith. It is sustained by faith. Um, for those of you that were at the prayer, uh, when we did pray forward this morning, we prayed from Colossians 3. And we prayed that um, one of the verses talks about, Paul was talking about putting on the new self. And he was reminding the Colossian church that, look, your old self is dead. And I was telling us that, look, this one that we say we have, and you tell yourself, I have anger issues, though. me nobody, like, that's why I be made, and see, from three like this, may nobody talk to me. My answer, the quick rise. Do you understand? Or it's all local. And you're a believer. Paul was telling us that it's a lie. That your old self is dead. And he mentioned it. He said covetousness, jealousy, envy, malice, um, sexual immorality. He said that is not who you are. He says who you are is who Christ is. And first, um, Colossians 3, 1, he started by saying, set your minds on things above where Christ is. So the journey to wholeness, to completeness is there from faith to faith. Now I'm a believer. I've been baptized into the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ Jesus. You start there. This journey that I'm on now, what do I do now? You behold Jesus. So Paul, um, in that same verse, he, um, chapter, he tells us that let the word of Christ dwell in you richly richly so every morning you wake up you behold him so you can become because you cannot become what you've not beheld do you understand what i'm saying guys are we together so the journey to wholeness is not just by uh it's not it's not it it will not come from a self-help book it is not, um, and this is not me putting down John C. Maxwell because his books have helped me. It's not just carrying those kinds of books and like um, forming habits. So you get what I'm saying? Seven steps to this, seven steps to that. It's not that. It is beholding Christ, letting his spirit work in you. So you, if you have, which all of us have, we have weaknesses and bad attitudes. and You let the Holy Spirit work on it. Now, because marriage is not an iOS upgrade <laughs> that uh, the bugs will be removed. Do you understand what I'm saying? The person that married is the same thing. You just said vows and you put on ring. That's what happened. So you need to start dealing with bad attitude now. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So I'll just quickly share that. One of the ways you can know that you are attaining that maturity in Christ is when you are confident of the things that Jesus has done for you. That's the first one. Number two, you are not in your identity in God is not easily, cannot easily be taken away from you with words. So if somebody comes to say that you, you can never, this one, the way you have been bad, nothing can, you are, you are gone. And it still affects you. Then you know you still have growing to do. But if somebody says those kind of things to you and say, no, I've been washed by the blood. I'm no longer that. I'm this now. So you need to be rooted in what God has done for you. Once you can be rooted, what this means is that 
if you are if you now get married and you have a challenge, you know who to go to. And his opinion about you will change how you feel. Do you understand? But if you get married and you are not rooted, when you have a challenge, you're going to go to the wrong person for advice. And whatever that person says, even if it's a good advice, somebody else can take it away from you easily. So you need to just be rooted. That's how you find, just practically go to the scriptures and Google, who am I in Christ Jesus? Take a book and start writing them down. Do you understand what I mean? So you can know who you are, the promises of God over your life. And then if you'll be like, okay, God, I'm not really sure I believe this one. Then you start praying about it. You start researching about it. You start reading about it until you are rooted and you can keep moving on. Ephesians is a good book to read. Um, so um, I just want to know what your take is. Is it right for people that don't believe in marriage to have children just so they can have someone to care for? By Where would the children come from? Probably. <laughs> okay, why I'm asking this question is because... No, where would the children come from? No, yes. Okay. Um, act- no, not adoption. Trust me. It's not adoption. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> why I'm asking this question... One house, please. Okay. Why I'm asking this question is because I know somebody that um, doesn't desire getting married, but she really desires a child. So we're talking and she was like, oh, she knows there are sperm donors in Abuja and blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. So I just just really want to know if it's right to just, or to meet a friend and you guys will agree. Yeah. Thank you. No, please, let's not... um, so here's the thing, um, going to a sperm bank, we have to understand that this thing is a spiritual thing, it's highly spiritual. Um, you really don't know what that person, you don't know who that person is, you don't know where that person is coming from. Do you understand? You don't, fam, like, and almost anybody now can just go to a sperm bank and donate, and they give him whatever amounts. So I need, if we can find a way to let that person know that this thing is more than just having a child. It's a spiritual thing. So, wow. And um, it's it's oftentimes, because I honestly think like that, uh, because I I do not believe in the institution of marriage. Here's the thing, and that's because of my history. So she has a history you probably don't know about. I don't know if you know it. And it's something that needs to be dealt with. Because she goes and she brings a child into this world. She will still have the hurt or she will still have healing to do. I don't know if I'm making sense. So it's beyond just the desire for having a child. She can adopt now. It is about now, there, are, there are millions of children without parents in the country. But if it's about having hers, if she's a child of God, please, the only way is adoption or procreation. You understand? Um, you can find a way to let her know that it's a highly spiritual thing. 
and there are implications of that. So, yeah. Okay, I would say um, even even she needs to be home because um, if you bring a child into this world and you teach them the things that God has not assigned you to teach them and they run with it and God forbid you are the cause that they don't make it to heaven. See, it's a responsibility and it's a responsibility that is given to parents to take. God even steps in for those who have lost their dad. For you to bring a child into the world knowing they will not have a father. A lot of people are going through father issues they, where they don't have a lot of things that father, fatherhood brings into a home. A lot of people are suffering from the lack of that. And some of them are not suffering intentionally. Like maybe their fathers died early, you know, and all that. But you are consciously doing that to an innocent child. That's something because of to your think desire. Because that is just it's too selfish. selfish. Do you understand? Because I have a friend that still sometimes blames herself that her parents are not together. It, it had nothing to do with her. Do you understand? But then you are bringing a child feeling like, okay, why didn't my father want me? Am I unlovable? Am I unwanted? And, and, and then you, you, you are finding it hard to explain to them because you say sperm donor, you cannot even explain who the father is. There are people who have generational courses on them. You don't even know if they have dealt with that. Then you bring, see, it's just too much. Go and marry. I don't know if you're um, really close to that person. I really need you to pray for her because it's not just about us telling her no, it is sin or not. Like, she needs reconciliation with God. Do you understand? Like, she needs to experience the love of God and Father so that she can. Um, so, probably start praying with her. And if you are in a position to actually speak to her, pray that the Spirit will give you words to tell her. Okay, please, um, we're out of time. Um, we'll just take one more question. Deep stuff. Oh, okay. So the lady with it. Oh, okay. So we'll just take this two. Okay. Okay, Mena, yeah. All right, thanks. Good um, evening, everyone. My question. <laughs> okay, please just let's let's see how much we can answer okay. very quickly. My question is: Do we all have to get married? Short answer: No. Is it is it okay for you? Is the answer okay? Is it, she said no. Okay. Okay. So um, God God always gives us choices to make. So if you desire to get married, God can help you through the process. If you do not desire it, that's also fine. Do you understand? Um, you also ask yourself, why don't I desire marriage? Is it because of the bad testimonies that I've heard? Or is it because I want to totally dedicate my life to the service of God? If the answer is B, all well and good. But if the answer is A, okay, how can I um, understand the right concept of marriage, then make an informed decision? Do you understand? So if you have hurt pains you are dealing with, allow God heal them. And if God has healed you and you've gone through everything and you still desire not to get married, and that's fine. All right. Next question. Wow. Mena. Um, so I was having a conversation with a group of friends last week, and they were talking about 
like you know as a guy you have guys who are in relationships yeah and they're saying my relationship has reached subscription stage subscription stage this is the first time chill, I'm chill, 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 chill. let me explain let me explain so like so let me explain yeah so we're having a kitchen conversation and he was like a what a kitchen conversation we're in the kitchen so it was very informal so like they okay so they were like um his his relationship has passed trial stage like not really trial like free trial you understand he has to he has to like subscribe right. for the relationship do you understand so in in on personal terms it means you you have to set your mind out to call your babe you understand it's no longer the emotions don't come free again like energy like as in every morning you give her okay, okay okay so so he has to he's no longer feeling the passion to love again so and i told him probably he's lovingly exhausted he's lovingly exhausted like he can't he can't he can't love again freely so my, chill so my question now to you guys is um i want to know you jesse and eva how do you guys practically deal with subscriptions no no <laughs> How do we do it? All right. No, no, not really subscription, but like, okay, yeah. Jesse, man to man, I'm talking to you now. Do you ever feel tired of loving Eva? Okay. Or do you ever feel that one day you get tired and that's when you have to put work into the marriage relationship? Like, how do your thoughts here? Yeah? Uh, it's a very good question. Let's, let's have the last question as well so that we will be processing it. Too. Good evening. I think it's in line with, so it's a good thing that I'm asking. Okay, so I've been married for, it's my fifth year now. Awesome. Woo! And, no. And I just want to ask this question. I married in the will of God. Uh -huh. I'm sure I'm in love, but there are moments it gets overwhelming. Like you just want to go. <laughs> I just want to come out for this thing. I'm sure I'm, I'm a spiritual person. I was sure it is God. But there are moments that I just, I don't want to. Yes, I'm being honest. Like there are moments that situations just overwhelm you and you're like, was I even pre prepared for this marriage in the first place? So I want to ask both of you, have you had such moments yet? If yes, how do you, your conflict, how do you, how do you manage them? Not manage, how do you solve? Because there are challenges, sometimes not just with your spouse now. In-laws, finances, other people, children. When they come, is another world entirely. I have them. It changes a whole lot of, it changes everything. So how do you, like you said from the beginning, you already have, okay, when we have a challenge, there are moments I don't feel like talking to you. Who goes first? Do we go to God first? Do we go to our parents? Do we go? How do you? How do you just do it? <laughs> so let me start with um, free trials and subscriptions. Um, your question, if I've had that with Eva, no. But I have been in relationships where yes, I. In fact, the person I dated before Eva. By the following week, I was done. I'm not even joking. Here's the thing. 
um, about marrying the will of God, right? This is why we say really, really become whole. When I started my journey to wholeness and completeness and healing, right? The thing the Lord told me was stay, focus on the harvest, and I'll send you the helper. Then I was not, I was not doing anything ministry. So almost every girl that I came in contact with and like, like oh, okay, we are feeling each other. Let us, we, something may come out of this. I, <laughs> Michael, I, I would literally just hear the Holy Spirit say, where are you? And that was because he had told me, focus on the heaven. So he was asking, Jesse, are you in the field? Are you doing what I've asked you to do? Because where you are is where the helper will come from. I don't even make any sense. So the day I asked that girl out, it was before Valentine's Day. It, see, I still pray that forgiveness like, has been extended to her and to me. Because I knew, as the words left my mouth, I knew I was not supposed to be there. And I told myself, I'm going to commit to this relationship. I will show that I can make you work. And I know some of you have felt that before. You know some, you're not supposed to be there. But you said, I'm going to make this thing work. Here's the thing. We spent nine months in that relationship. I tried, 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 tried. I just had to, like, sorry, this is not working. It's really not working. It was sad, you know, but it ended. But that subscription feeling happened because I felt forced to call, to text. Do you understand? So I, I really didn't love her, unfortunately. Like I was lying to myself like I did. With Eva, fam, if I don't see, like, I will die. That's all the truth. That's the truth. Here's the thing. I don't always feel that way. But I don't feel the other way. I don't know. Do you understand? So love, Ravi tells us this, that it's not just an emotional thing. It is something of the will. So as much as I have feelings and emotions for her, I have decided to love her. Do you understand? So... It's a good thing that bros is not married yet. You understand? So he can actually end the subscription. Do you get? Since no, the it's the truth. And I'm just telling <laughs> every other person. But once you enter marriage, it is a one-time fee. <laughs> Do you understand? It's lifetime access. No. No, what's that? You With go to return products. Features. <laughs> yeah. So um, let me, I'll just answer my part, then you'll end. Um, so, congratulations, my five years. We actually, um, we are looking forward to that being our testimony as well. We've just been married a year and four months married, but we've been dating for like four years. Um, since 2016, December. And I use that word dating deliberately. Um... Your question about if we felt like not ever, like we want to get out of here. To be honest, I've not felt that way. And I don't think she has, but she will speak for herself. <laughs> um, 
I have not felt that way. I have not reached that place. See, there are times we fought, we fought three days ago. Um, I went to the office and I was forming like I'm reading. This was Saturday night. Preparation for Let's Make You Walk. Oh. Hmm. She now came to me and like, guy, you know, try. I did not like what you did. This, 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 this. And we spoke and like we hugged. But here's the thing. From our relationship, we built it on two things. We said we're going to be brutally honest with one another. And we said we're going to love regardless. Love regardless has been our mantra. Our entire relationship. Like love regardless. She will honestly tell you I'm the first to seek reconciliation. She's nodding. So you guys, partner. So, um, so I, I, I have just made that decision. Do you understand? It's not like it's every time. Like this time around, she was the one that actually like um, went out to reconcile. But here's the thing. I, I want you to date your husband again. So it could be that... From what I hear, the OGs, you know, they, it's possible you, um, you've stuck, you're stuck in a routine, you're, you've gotten into a rut, and things are just, um, I, I know you have a daughter, I've seen your daughter, right? So probably children are interrupting, you know, different things. So I think it's something you should probably break out of the mold and like, let's try and make this thing work. What were we doing before? that we probably need to start doing now. Or like, try something, you know, just break out of the huge, you understand, the routine. Um, final words, Eva is going to round up. Please, this thing, like we're saying, is not about, nobody will complete you. You, there'll always be, there'll, it always seem like there's a reason to leave. It always, it always, it may always look like things are not working. But I just want to encourage you, like start from building yourself. Do you understand? It is two people becoming one, and that's the mystery. That you are one already. You are whole. You're not half. You're not three-quarter. Amen. Amen. Are we together? So please work on yourself. Allow the Holy Spirit work in you. Yeah. Okay. Um subscriptions um i think that um sometimes it's very very good to cultivate a friendship before a relationship because um if you you, you have as guys you have yeah some of your guys that you talk to every day that if something happens you want to call them right you you're not setting alarm that oh good news is coming today i call this guy do you understand what i mean and then um for us for our relationship i never put on unwanted expectations on him. So for instance, if I wanted to talk to him, I would call him. If I was missing him, I would call him and say, I would not be like, you must call me every day. You must be the one to. If it's something I want, I'll do it. If it's something he wants, there was no, there was no unnecessary expectations on each other for a relationship. Like you are the guy in the relationship, you must give me money to make my hair. Do you understand? So um, make sure that you're in the relationship for a, the right reason. 
and that you are in a relationship at the right time. If you are, there are some... How many of you here, this beg you to subscribe your data on your phone? You don't do trial. If the data stops working, you buy another network. Abby? Because you, you insist that you must have data in your life because it's important to you. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's answer the question. For your question, I've never felt like leaving my, my marriage. You know? In fact, some days I'm just like, God, just thank God I'm married because the wala of life is too much sometimes. I'm just like, oh God, thank you. And some days when I um, listen to other people's stories, I come and tell him, you know, thank you for being a good man. Because there are not so many of them out there. So I, I actually come and say, thank you for, for being a good person. Before we started dating, before we started dating, Jesse was my very, very good friend. Do you understand? Like, if, if the day we now had, you now told me like me, things were now awkward. Do you understand? Um, so something will happen, and I will literally pick up my phone to call him. And I remember that we are not talking to each other. It was so hard. So now that we are in a relationship, we are married, I'm excited that I have this for, for life. You understand? And whenever he does something to get me upset, and you know I'm upset, I go inside the room charging, then I, I tell myself, but Jesse really loves me, and he will never do anything to hurt me intentionally. Like his heart towards me is good. So it's either he did not know that it will affect me this way, or maybe he too is upset about something. So let's go and find out what the matter is. So every, for every single time, I go and I remind myself, Jesse really loves me and he will never do anything to intentional. So I don't see him by the actions he takes. I see him by the heart I know he has for me. Whatever he does, that's how I see it. So. Mm. So if he buys me a gift, it makes the gifts all the more precious because I know where it's coming from. If he does something wrong, I know how to deal with it because I know where it's coming from. Do you understand? If we are fighting now and someone shoots a gun, will I still be fighting? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? So, so these are the thoughts that you know, characterize my, my mindset towards him. And if he does something I don't like, we talk about it all. We'll be like, we have, in fact, we have our lives mapped out. For instance, if we need to leave, those are there. We can drop all the children in our house. Do you understand? <laughs> if we need somebody to stay, we can call one, two, three. Guys, there's food in the house. Come and stay. We are going out. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Because we know that God has called us to the ministry of our marriage. God is our first and primary ministry. And we are going to give account before God concerning the ministry of our marriage. So we look at it with that, with such fervency. If, if anything is threatening my marriage, you are, you are going down. Do you understand? You are going down. Like, I'm, I'm not even joking. <laughs> oh, God. Because, like, in the place of prayer, I go, I'm not, the Bible says we should not be ignorant of the devices of the enemies, of the wiles of the enemy. And the Bible says that the enemy, all manner of wickedness and evil tribes where there's strife. 
I cannot let that happen in my heart. I cannot color the love of God for my life by not seeing the love of God that he's showing me through Jesse properly. We will, we will, we will. <laughs> Are you done, babe? No, I have okay. a scripture to read. Yeah. Um, I really feel this is for somebody here to know a test, practical test, if you're with the one. Tell him or her. You get what I mean. That one you're really considering. The one you're considering. Practically, just ask. Say, can we start praying every night before we sleep? I'm serious. And start from there. Just start from there. Practically. Notice the response and... <laughs> All those things. But it's for somebody here. God is going to save you from something. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you were blessed by the message. To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and rating the podcast. We love you.